here. You know, you may not be able to see it, and sometimes you may not be able to feel it, but I promise you, if you go to your secret closet and get down on your knees, and if you want to hear from him, you can just open your mouth and say to God, Savior Jesus Christ, what a blessed reminder that God is here. Somebody needs to know that this morning. Whatever you're going through, God hadn't left you by yourself. People in Surfside, Florida need to know that God is with them. People in Jackson, Mississippi need to know that God is with them. And if you open your ears and open your heart this morning, I declare he will speak to you. Why don't you lift your hands this morning and simply say, speak, Lord. Speak to my heart. Speak to my circumstance. Speak to my situation. Speak, Lord. Mm. Have your way, Lord. Speak to my heart. Speak, Jesus. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. We're listening, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Say what you want to say, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Do what you want to do, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Have your way. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Here today. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. We need a word, Lord. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. We need to hear from you, Lord. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Open our ears, open our hearts. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Speak, oh Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak right now. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. We need you, Lord. Speak, 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 Lord. Talk to us, God. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Come lay down. Oh, come lay down. Mm. The burdens you 
for in the sanctuary for in the sanctuary i declare god is here Hallelujah. Go ahead and make your home your sanctuary right now. Welcome him into this place as you welcome us into your place. God bless you. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. You're watching K-Chapel Live right now. We're online. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning experience and joining and connecting with us here by way of virtual means. Though we're virtual and though we're physically, physically uh, separated, God is right here with us close in our midst and we thank God for his presence and we thank God for your presence let us pray eternal God our father bless us now keep us in your care thank you Lord for being here but we thank you Lord for not only being here but we thank you for being everything that we need you are our strength you are our hope you are our supply you are our God, and we worship you right now. Come into this place. Have your way as we worship you and declare, for you are great, and you are greatly to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, if you still got some energy, go ahead and stand to your feet, because we're going to give him some praise right now. God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. Let's worship him this morning. Is I need 
church God is great and greatly to be praised this morning scripture comes from Luke 22nd chapter verses 19 and he took bread and he gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me God's word for God's people may we pray Father, we come this morning just thanking you. We thank you for all your many blessings, Father, but we thank you especially for waking us up this morning and allowing us to see a brand new day, a day that we've never seen before. We thank you, Father, for bringing us across last week through all of our problems and trials and tribulations. But, Father, we just thank you for keeping us from hurt, harm, and danger. Thank you, Father, for just taking care of us and for protecting our families. Thank you for Jesus that he died, that we might have a right to the tree of life. And Father, we just thank you for this service. We pray, Father, that this service might be a blessing to the sin-sick soul. We pray, Father, that this service might be a help to someone along their way. Father, this morning, we thank you for our pastor. 
We pray for him, Father, as he stands in John's shoes this morning. We pray that something he might say, something that might be done, might lead someone to come to Christ. And these and other blessings we ask in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord is great. Amen. Anybody know God is great this morning? We give him the glory and the honor and the praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. What an awesome God. What a great God. What a glorious God we serve. We're going to continue in the worship experience now. Through our giving, we invite each of you to give as God has so prospered and blessed you to be able to do so. Certainly, we, there are any number of ways that you can give in this, our tithe and offering period. Listed on the screen are those ways. You can give by texting to the number that's on your screen. You can also give by way of the K Chapel app. As always, you can drop your offering off at the office uh, anytime during the week. Uh, however you choose to give, do so liberally and do so cheerfully, for I'm convinced that the Bible is true. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. We're going to continue now in our giving. We're going to invite the praise band, praise team and the band to come back. Amen. And help us in this giving experience.
Father, we thank you for these gifts. We thank you, Father, for this offering, that it might be used for the reason that it was raised. We thank you, Father, for those who had it to give and those who had it not. We pray that it might be used for the uplifting and the building of your kingdom. These are another blessings we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. We certainly thank you for your gifts and for your faithfulness in giving uh, so, so liberally and so cheerfully and so regularly to the ministry of this church. Uh, we could not do what we do were it not for uh, you and your faithfulness. So thank you for all that you do. Certainly our hearts uh, were heavy this week, made heavy this week uh, by so much uh, tragedy in our world. Uh, we saw the uh, collapse of the apartment complex uh, in Florida, and certainly we are in prayer for uh, those families who have loved ones who have been lost and, and who are yet missing. Um, we're praying for recovery. We're praying for rescue. We're praying mostly uh, that God's grace would certainly be upon them. Uh, time is filled, the hymn writer said, with swift transition. Amen. Things happen so quickly and so suddenly. Uh, we are unaware, uh, but certainly God is ever present with us. I want to ask also that you keep in prayer. I may have neglected to mention on last week, and I certainly uh, want to lift her up, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, uh, who lost her brother, Bobby Johnson, uh, lost her brother, Bobby Johnson. And so I want to ask that you lift up Sister Kilpatrick, uh, certainly that is uh, the uncle of Cynthia Buchanan. Uh, and so lift up the Buchanan family, uh, Sister uh, Kilpatrick as well. Those services have already uh, transpired, but we certainly want to continue to lift them up and keep them in our prayers. And then our hearts were saddened as we learned of the transition uh, of Bruce Cheatham, uh, one who grew up in this church many years ago. He was living in Nashville, Tennessee, I understand. Uh, suddenly passed away again, swift transition. We don't know the day, the time, nor the hour. And so we ask that you keep Lula Cheatham and Walter Cheatham and the entire uh, Cheatham family in your prayer. Services uh, for Bruce uh, have been arranged for uh, a viewing on Wednesday, June the 30th uh, at the Collins Chapel on Northside Drive uh, at 4 p.m. Uh, from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. tentatively. And then Thursday, uh, July 1st at 11 a.m. at the Collins Chapel uh, on Northside Drive as well. Uh, so continue to lift up the Cheatham family, Lula and Walter, and all of the Cheathams. We grieve with you. Our hearts uh, go out to you uh, in, the, in the transition of Bruce, our brother, our friend, uh, one who, who, who loved this church and we loved him. Amen. And then certainly our hearts were, were grieving and still grieve uh, at the loss of one of our deacons, Brother Jimmy Robinson, uh, who passed earlier uh, this week as well. Uh, we want to ask that you be in prayer for Mother uh, Robinson and an entire Robinson family, Larry, uh, Jimmy Jr., uh, all of the children, all of the grandchildren. There are many, many uh, who I cannot name, but I know you know them, so keep them uh, in your prayers. Those services uh, have been planned for Friday, July 2nd, Friday, July 2nd at 11 a.m. at the Blacks Chapel uh, Church on 3425 Robinson Road, 3425 Robinson Road. 
uh, 11 a.m. Black's Chapel, Friday, 11 a.m. Black's Chapel, 3425 Robinson Road. Amen. Uh, keep them in your prayers. All who have lost uh, loved ones and then all of our sick and shut-in, uh, please keep them in your prayers. We continue to make our way uh, to September. September has been uh, slated as the time when we will return to full uh, in-person services. We ask that you keep that process uh, in your prayers. As we work our way to September, uh, we are working together with the leadership of the church to uh, gradually step up our um, attendance capacity here at the church. Uh, over the next couple of months, you will uh, begin to hear about numbers increasing. Our hope uh, is that in July, we will increase our numbers, double those numbers, our current numbers, uh, and then in August, uh, do another uh, increase as well uh, in preparation for uh, the full in-person services uh, to start in September. We will uh, be meeting uh, actually at the conclusion of this service to get those numbers uh, squared away, and when we get that done, we will share that uh, with you, but certainly keep us in your prayer keep the leadership in your prayers we're trying to make uh, decisions and determinations that are in the best interest of our people best interests of our community best interest of this church and those whom we love dearly so keep us in your prayers as we deliberate and allow the Lord to lead us and direct us in the best way that he sees fit amen amen God bless you and God keep you as our prayer we're going to hear one more time uh, from this uh, praise team and this uh, one, this wonderful amalgamation of musicians uh, who come and gather together. Yeah, you like that word. You like that? <laughs> Amen. Amen. They always uh, bless us so wonderfully uh, in, in their music ministry. We're going to hear from them again in preparation for the word of God.
Has he been good? <laughs> oh, I know he's been good to me. declare this morning God is still good I said God is still good God is still good. I know you've been through something but he's still somebody ought to be a witness this morning he's still he's still still good yeah Lord yeah Lord he's still good he's still making a way he's still opening doors He's still healing bodies. He's still, he's still calming storms. He's, he's still. Yes. He's still good. My God, my, I feel that. Yes, yes. That's for folk who've been through something. If you ain't been through nothing, you can't relate to this. But if you've been through anything, you ought to declare this morning he's still good. After everything I've been through. Mm. After all. Mm. Everything I've been through. Been through this, been through that. Been through ups and been through After downs. Been through storms, been through rain. Had some doors closed in my face. After 
You've been through anything? Some folk left you by yourself, but you can say after all. After all hmm. that I had to say goodbye to some folk, but even after that. Say he's still good, he's still good. I declare this morning, he's still he's still good. My God. Bless his name. Bless his name. Luke 22 and verse 19. Bless his name. And he took bread and gave thanks break it and gave unto them saying this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me I simply want to talk from the subject this morning do this do this as members of the body of Christ and as followers and disciples of Jesus, we who are that body comprise a unique fellowship of people. We are the church, his bride. We are they who have been brought out of darkness into the marvelous light of a new life through Jesus Christ. And as such, we should take our fellowship with one another and our connection to one another seriously. It is our shared faith in Christ that fuses together people who come from different cultures, live in different countries, and are made of different shades of colors. Jesus brings humanity together as the savior of the world, dying for the sins of everybody, such that in him the Bible declares in Galatians 3 and 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Listen to that. In Christ, we are one. Doesn't matter where you come from. In Christ, we are one. Does not matter your politics, your profession, or your position. In Christ, we are one. It does not matter your country, your culture, or your color. In Christ, we are one. It does not matter your gender, your genius, or your juncture in life. In Christ, we are one. It does not matter your money, your marital status, or your ministry assignment. In Christ, we are one. That is the beautiful thing about our faith. Our faith says, watch this, that we're equal. It equalizes us. 
For under the shadow of the cross, all of us are sinners saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Which means that all of us who are saved are only saved, not because of anything that we did, but because of everything that he did. We're saved because he sacrificed himself. We're saved because he became sin who knew no sin. We are saved because his righteousness is imputed unto us. We are saved because he suffered, bled, and died on an old rugged cross. We are saved because he refused to save himself. We are saved. Because he surrendered himself to the will of the Father and committed his spirit into the Father's hands. We are saved because his blood satisfies the penalty of all sin forever. We're saved, hear me, not because of anything we did, but because of everything he did. Marcus, in response to what Jesus did and would do, Jesus asks of us to do just a few things. Do this. As the redeemed of the Lord, he says, do this. As, as the bride of Christ, do this. As those who have been saved and sanctified and filled with his Holy Spirit, do this. We are asked to take on some particular qualities, to embrace some specific values, to demonstrate some peculiar ways, and to practice some identifying traditions. Do this. This is vitally important in the life of the believer because as members of the body of Christ and as members of the church of God, our witness to the world should be sure and distinctive. There should be no obfuscation concerning who and whose we are. The apostle Paul declared, we are a royal priesthood. That's what he wrote in your Bible, mine too, if you didn't tear it out. He said, you're a royal priesthood. He said, you are a peculiar people. You are a holy nation, which means that there must be some accompanying signs that witness of our peculiarity. There should be some distinctives that witness of our unique calling in Christ Jesus, our practices, our traditions, our habits, our values, our ethics, our morals, our language, our attitude, don't get quiet now, our personalities and our relationships should point to our faith in and our fellowship with the Lord. Jesus says in our text today, do this. Do this as a follower of mine, do this as a disciple of the Lord, do this as a carrier of the gospel, do this and do it in remembrance of me. Now I'm going to get into that part of the scripture in just a minute, but 
for now, let me suggest to you that there is no mystery involved in what the Lord expects of us, his followers. How we should live our lives, what our lives should look like, what what, what things should be around us, the way we should relate to one another and to the world. Jesus gives us directions and he tells us what to do, watch this, and what not to do. First thing, I want you to see, we're going to look a little bit in John's gospel. John chapter 10, verse 27. You find these words, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they do follow me. First thing I want you to see is Jesus saying, do this in response to me. What is the this here? The this is, he says, my sheep hear my voice and because you hear me, he says, the response I want is for you to follow. If you're mine, Jesus says, you will hear my voice, but hearing my voice is not enough. You will follow what I say. I want you to follow me. And I know a lot of people think that they are good at following the Lord. We sing all kind of songs about it, Carol. Got to move when the Lord says move. If he leads me, I will follow him. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. But I wonder how many of us are committed enough to really being led by the Lord. Because what I've discovered is that many of us are all right with the Lord leading us to something new. We're okay with the Lord taking us somewhere different. Guiding us into a new direction, opening up new doors and unfolding new opportunities and possibilities. But what about when the Lord leads you to be still? What about when he leads you to sit down? What about when he leads you to stay where you are and dig a little bit deeper right there? Are you committed enough to be led to go deeper where you are, led to stay rather than to leave, led to grow rather than to go, led to plant your own garden rather than to live off of someone else's harvest. I say that because when I look at the landscape of this church, there is a harvest, Sister Gray on which the last few generations have been living. Many of you there and you helped to plant the harvest that we have been living off of the last few generations. It produced good fruit in its season. And as a church, I want you to hear me we are entering a new season. And in that new season, new fields must be planted. Y'all don't want to hear me this morning. We're entering a season 
where new ministries must be planted. New missions must be planted. New people must be planted. New ideas that reach new demographics must be planted. And nobody really likes the planting season nearly as much as the harvest season. But you cannot continue to live off of the harvest of past generations. For eventually that fruit will run out. The question is, you 25, 35, 45-year-olds, are you ready for the Lord to lead you into some fields that need seed? Planting, planting is a different kind of work than harvesting. Planting takes a different kind of mindset than harvesting. When you plant, you do what you know to do and then you hope that it happens. You sow what you know to sow and you hope. You, you, you do what you can and then you hope that, that enough rain comes. You hope, you hope, you hope that the birds don't take the seed out. You hope, you do what you can and you hope that God does the rest. You plant hoping for the harvest, never assured. But the hope of the harvest is enough for you to plant anyhow. And I need some folk who are willing to see that the hope of the harvest is enough for you to plant some fields that future generations will benefit from. When these people planted, they didn't know exactly how it was going to harvest, when the fruit would be produced, how it would be produced, how many it would feed. They planted in faith. I simply say to us, my generation and those underneath me, it's our time to plant. Put your britches on and your wide brim hats. It's our time to plant. We've been living off the fat of the land. And that's okay. But for your child and my children and others, do y'all hear what I'm saying? Some other folk now have to get in the fields and plant for future generations the same way they did. It's up to us. My question is, will you hear Jesus saying, follow me? No need of you trying to find some fields that already got fruit in it. Plant your own fields. No need of you trying to find where they got this already in place. Plant it your own place. Put seed in your own soil. Water it and watch it grow. I'm convinced that the Lord does not simply lead people to leave and find new pastures when the fruit is not plentiful, but the Lord invites us to plant new fields where we are.
to be still, to wait for what he promised you where you are presently. And don't tell me he won't do it. That's exactly what he told the disciples. He said to the disciples, as he was making his leave to the Father in heaven, he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to watch this. Stay there. Don't move. Plant yourself there. Stay there. And I will send the promise to you. What does that mean? You don't have to go looking for it. He says, I'll send it to you. But are you willing to be faithful and faithfully led to be still? Something else the Lord has and asks of us who are his. He says, do this in relationship with me. What is the this? John 13 and 35 says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if ye have love one to another. If ye have love one to another. Do this. What is the this? Love, another, love one another. And he says, watch this, people will know that you are in relationship with me when you act right with each other. People will know that you are in relationship with me when you help folk and not hurt them, when you bless folk and not curse them, when you pray for folk and not plan retaliation against them. People will know that you are in relationship with me when you do this. What is the this? Love one another. You don't go proving your faith by quoting Bible verses. Prove it by keeping peace with your neighbor. Prove it by stopping gossip before it destroys somebody's family. Prove it by not needlessly exposing the faults and the frailties and the failures of others. Prove it by, by giving people the benefit of the doubt and not being so easily offended as our church covenant tells us. Prove it by having enough Jesus in you to forgive people who are trying to get it right and do differently by you. In other words, stop holding grudges so long. Do this in relationship with me. What is the this? Love one another. Prove that you are mine. Prove that I am in you and you are in me by not harming people with your words. Prove it by defending people who cannot defend themselves. Prove it by seeing humanity in all people. Prove it by not letting your politics cause you to prefer one group over another. Jesus says, as my disciples, do this. Love one another. <clears throat> Thirdly, the Lord asked us, John 14 and 15, do this in reverence of me. What is the this? John 14 and 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. There is no mystery Involved in our declared love for the Lord. When we sing every Sunday, oh, how I love Jesus, it means nothing if we don't keep the commandments of the Lord. Jesus responds, do this out of your reverence for me. Do this out of your love for me. Do this. If you love me the way you say you do, if you love me the way you sing that you do, then keep my commandments 
commandments. If you love me the way you declare it, then loving your neighbor won't be such a big thing. If you love me the way you say you do, then turning your cheek won't be so hard to do. If you love me the way you say you do, then helping folk who have hurt you won't be such a stretch for you. If you love me the way you say you do, then forgiving those who have trespassed against you won't be so difficult. If you love me, do this. Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. In other words, quit picking one over the other. Honor your father and your mother. Do this. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Do this. Don't covet what's not yours. Do this. Don't steal. Don't kill. Do this. Keep my commandments. And when you keep my commandments, he says, people will know that you are mine. And here's the last thing. Do this in remembrance of me. From our text, our watchwords for this morning, Luke 22 and 19, he took bread and gave thanks. Break it gave unto them saying this is my body which is given for you this do do this in remembrance of me you have who have been saved by the giving of my life and the shedding of my blood Jesus says to us I want you to practice this tradition to eat this meal of this meal of remembrance together. He says, I want you to do this, to eat this bread and to drink this wine in remembrance of me. And in so doing, when you eat of this bread and you drink of this cup, he says, I want this to become a meal of memorial. Now, why would Jesus institute such a practice and ask us to carry on such a tradition? Remember, this meal that Jesus shared with his disciples had prior significance and meaning. The Passover meal was a meal of remembrance for what the Lord had done in freeing the Hebrews from Egyptian bondage. It was a meal that reminded generation after generation of the Lord's liberation of his people. This meal was symbolic of their covenant with and their commitment to the Lord Jehovah. So when Jesus invited his disciples to share the Passover meal, this was not unfamiliar to them. However, what is different is what Jesus does when he gives this bread and this cup new significance. Remember, part of the Passover meal was lamb. Lamb that had been slain. John the Baptist comes upon the scene and sees Jesus one day and looks at him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. So when Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, he says, no longer are you eating the lamb that was slain uh, to remind you of what God did, but now I as the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, do this in remembrance of my life. Slain, sacrificed, 
killed for your sake. Jesus, the bread of life. As the bread of life, there then is no reason for unleavened bread to be served. That's why he says in John 6 and 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whosoever eats this bread will live forever. So rather than the same ritual and the same practice, Jesus gives this meal new meaning by offering himself as the memorial meal, as the true lamb that was about to be slain. Jesus invites them as he invites us now saying, this bread is my body which shall be broken for you. This wine is the blood which shall be shed for you. When you come together, he says, do this in remembrance of me. He says, remember that I died for you. Remember that I gave my life for you. Remember that my blood washes away your sin. Remember that I have imputed my righteousness unto you. Remember that as the redeemed of God that you are now in the hands of the Father and no one can pluck you out of his hands. Remember that if you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. Remember that my blood washes away all sin forever. Remember that if you are in me and I am in you, that you shall produce much fruit. Remember that you are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. And as such, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. As such, remember that greater Is he that is in you and he that is in the world. Remember, as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Remember, remember that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Remember that you belong to him. Do this in response, in relationship, out of reverence, and in remembrance of who Jesus is. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful. Thankful. Blessed are we because of who you are and what you have done in giving your life. God, right now I pray for anyone watching, anyone here who does not know you as Lord and Savior. wherever they are, whoever they are. 
I pray, God, that you make your presence in their lives powerfully known right now in Jesus' name. And listen, if you're listening right now and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the good news this morning is that he's right there. Knocking upon the door of your heart, simply asking that you let him in. You ought to do this because he's knocking. If you're ready though, to open the door of your heart, simply say these words, Lord, I'll open my heart. Come into my life. Save me by your grace because I believe by faith that you are the son of God, that you died on a cross for my sins and that you rose again from the dead. Save me. Make me a new creature. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to call the number that's on your screen. There's somebody there who's waiting to talk with you right now, ready to pray even longer with you, to encourage you, to increase your faith, to give you next steps and how to live out this new life in Jesus Christ. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to salvation. Welcome to being a part of the church of God. And now that you're in the Father's hands, nothing and no one can ever pluck you out. Call the number right now. Somebody's waiting to hear from you. I'll do what you say, do. I'll do what you say. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. To show someone. Show someone the way and enable me to say and enable me to stay. My storage is empty. My storage is empty. And I and I am available to you. The night in which he was betrayed. He took bread, break it and blessed it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Let us eat together. In the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it. Saying, this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. So as often as we do this, we do show forth his death and his suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. Do this in remembrance of him. Won't you stand? Oh God, our Father, how grateful we are for this day and for this time of worship. We thank you for your word. We pray, oh God, that our worship has been acceptable unto you. 
Thank you for the cleansing power of your blood. Thank you that it still works. Oh God, we pray your blessings upon the Cheatham family, the Robinson family, all who have experienced bereavement this month. It's been so tough for so many of us. But God, we can stand declaring you're still good and you're still God. Now may the grace of God in the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Go in peace.